It's the 120 Podcast. Mikey Fernelli alongside Benjamin Hootie coming at you for another episode of our favorite show that we do here together. Uh, we record on Sunday nights, so it is Sunday, April 23rd. Happy birthday to my brother, if he's listening, uh, 19 years old. But we haven't recorded in a good, I think, a good two weeks at this point. Because No, we did about a week and a half ago. We did a Thursday, and then I was in Vegas. So this is about a week and a half later. But yeah. Ben, what? Have you been up to, I should say, before we even get into the Cubs, what have you been up to in the last week and a half? What did you do with your weekend off when I was off in Vegas? Um, I don't know. What did I do this week? It was a, it was a busy week. I feel like it, we're, we're starting to ramp up here with finals and whatnot and all the end of the year assignments. So I was doing a lot for that. I was work. I was working a lot, trying to, you know, get in some hours. Yeah. Went went home this weekend. Uh, was planning on catching a Cubs game, but uh, th- things didn't work out. Uh, the two games I would have gone to were miserable anyway. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it was a solid week. Uh, happy to have you back. Saw you place that Cubs division ticket. If you want to <laughs> talk a little bit about that, yeah, I was coaxed into placing a bet at a sports book, which I'd never done before. Obviously, just turning twenty one in February. Um, so I did that for the game in Oakland that we ended up winning 10 to one. Mm-hmm. I had Cubs to cover um, minus one and a half in that one. And Steve sees who is like our radio advisor for Illinois state. He had that same bet. And then he had also under eight. So we were watching a dinner and I was happy because they just kept laying on runs. And then we're like, all right, well this, there goes the over though. Or, there goes the under, excuse me, because they got to what 11 total runs for both sides. So, it was it was a good game to watch, and we were watching at the Cheesecake Factory in Las Vegas off his phone. So that was a, that was a fun little night. And yeah, I made my first legal bet. That was turned twenty into, I want to say fifty. It was twenty into fifty, and then I turned around and put only five. But I put only five on the Cubs to win the division, which this was right after we swept Oakland. So you know, odds went higher a little bit, but like there was only I think plus seven. Five five, I think. Like it was, it started the year at like thirteen hundred or something like that. My yeah. friend got it at thirteen hundred, so mine is only going to pay out. Like, I mean, when we inevitably win this division, and the Pirates are exposed as the flukes they are, like, mine <laughs> will only pay out like five to win like forty five, I think, and his is going to pay out a lot better. So, um, there is hope in the in this Cubs team because the odds makers are already starting to to lower those odds as people make those bets, and and why wouldn't they? As we segue segue into it a little bit. Patrick Wisdom leading the NL in home runs. Nico Horner with hits. A lot of great things going on individually, although it did suck to see them lose the most recent series that ended today in uh, Wrigley against L.A. Ben. Yeah, for sure, especially after, you know, we, we had a tough stretch against Milwaukee to start the year, and now it's it's tough to, t- to digest a series loss because it's only been nothing but wins ever since then besides that Cincinnati series at the beginning of the year. So um I don't know. It it was such a weird series. I feel like the shitty weather contributed to it too. Like it was just it was the last two days were not fun after what what a game it was on Friday. Like I don't know. Yeah. It, there's not really much to take in. We're gonna I think we're gonna break down each player and yeah, I think who's contributing in positive lights and who we need to start having a real conversation about yeah. um, to what their role is for this Cubs team in 2023. 
All right, so I'll start with I'll start with uh, I have stat muse pulled up, so I'm looking at all the you know the advanced like where they rank amongst. So let's start with some positives. Let's do batting, um, third in the whole league in hits, which is impressive, yeah. and and like a third of that third is Nico Horner. I mean, he is truly cementing himself as someone who needs to be taken seriously, and it makes the Cubs look even better for extending him right as 2023 began. Isn't that crazy? Like. I feel like he's the one that's going the most under the radar too. Like I feel like after this weekend, people are definitely starting to talk about him. Would did his uh, on base streak continue today? Yep, you got a nice hit today. Okay, got I'm in fantasy, so I was I was rooting along. I'm actually following along with this Mets and Giants game right now too because, um, because I have Pete Alonso in fantasy, and the guy I'm playing in my matchup is also my roommate and he has Conforto and Lindor. So we've been kind of, I only have a couple points on him right now. So I'm hoping for a, a big Pete home run at some point tonight, but is anyway, it the end, is it the end of the week for you guys? Yeah. So this is the end of the matchup period. And I have, I had him by like 17 points earlier than um, Giolito only got nine and uh, Javier had 21 for me though with the Astros, which is nice, but that's a huge tangent. Nice. I have Nico Horner in that league. That's the whole bottom line as to why I brought up that random tangent. But yeah, always, <laughs> always supporting Nico. Got him in an early season trade before anyone saw how good he was going to be this year, and I am so thrilled about that. But yeah, his hitting this year has been so good, and I think, yeah, that just proves even more that the Cubs made the right choice bringing him back in because if they wouldn't have re-signed him, now there would have been no chance because if you're Horner's representation now, you're like, look at how good of a year you're having. Go test the waters, you know. Ride yeah. this out. So he's almost probably mad he did, but who cares? So he, we would have still had him for another year, but then that ex- whole extension right. becomes a little tricky. And yeah. this is why, and obviously the Cubs didn't, it wasn't like we talked about it on the, the breaking episode a couple of weeks ago. It wasn't the sexiest extension because we didn't get to lock him down for that eight or 10 years that we wanted him, that we wanted. But still it's like, right now is turning into one of the biggest, he just signed a contract extension and it's already turning into one of the biggest gambles in baseball. Yeah. He's, he is, he is, he's finally turning into that player that we all saw him as that. We all saw glimpses of lat at the end of last year and at the beginning of his career, he's finally piecing it all together with the defense and the consistent on base streak. And, you know, he's hit two home runs this weekend and you get hit for a little bit of power as well. He's got a lot of RBIs now too, so I don't know. I'm loving the season that he's having, and I don't see this out of out of all the players on the squad. This is the one that I don't see going down any far further than it already has. All right, how about the man who wears Young Gomes' old jersey, Dansby Swanson? He is hitting 299, so just under 300. Although he is two for 16 in the last five games, so he has really cooled off a little bit right around the time that he took off a game or two there with Mallory's injury. So I, I think there is a considerable thing to note there. I will say that, but he, you know, no harm, no foul. Cause obviously that is a big deal and he needed to have taken the time off that he did, but we knew he wouldn't keep up the hot start, but right. are, you dis- are you disappointed in what we've seen from Dansby Swanson since then? No, cause he's still getting on base at a really high clip. He is walking a ton. Like he, he, this seven, past seven Dodgers, in the last five games. That's crazy. Ex- yes. So he he wasn't able to get the big hits that we've been waiting for. He almost put one out yesterday, and it just missed it. The wind was holding it back. And we're just waiting for the home run at this point. But still, 300 on the season, a tough four-game stretch where he still walked, what would you say, seven times? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, take it. Yeah, he's – 
he's the player we still dreamed of. You can tell he's the leader in that clubhouse. 300 batting average, getting on base at a very high clip, giving the opportunities for Ian and Saya, which I'm pretty sure they scored in the first inning of every single game in this Dodger series. Yes. So it's still it that whole top of the lineup thing is still working. The, what happened this weekend was really just bullpen woes for the most part. Let's talk about the the man who got to play his former team six times in the last week or two, and he wasn't even sure if he'd play a game because he's got a baby on the way. He th- he's going to have to take some time off soon, but Cody Bellinger has taken off at the right time against his former team into a 300 average, five home runs in the season, 15 RBIs. He is really showing up, and for somebody who started like one for 11 or whatever it was, to, to get up to the 300 clip now is really impressive. I'll start on this one. I really, really like what the direction Cody is going. He just looks more comfortable now, and he's starting to ride that wave of like one hit gets stacked on another. You know, the big blue train keeps rolling. And he just, I don't know, his last five have looked way impressive. 294 in the last five games. <laughs> on the, There's a line literally here that uh, against the NL West, he's going nuts because they're playing the Dodgers and stuff like that. Um, and they go in to play the Padres this week. So he, he hopes to keep this streak up. And he had a pretty, based on what we know about Cody Bellinger's off-field activities that he enjoys, we had a, he had a pretty funny distance on his home run a couple days ago i'll leave it at that there's a you... there's a great stat let me say it yeah my, so my buddy john shout out john he's probably gonna be listening to this told me a stat that he saw on twitter the odds on 420 for cody ballinger to hit a home run was 420 he hit the ball 420 feet yep it was his fourth home run of the season on his 20th hit and there was one other one I don't even know. And it's always the picture. Yeah, it's always the one picture of him like in the Dodgers dugout, like looking like he has no idea what's going on every time they post something like that. I mean, it's just unreal. It it wouldn't even be funny if it was any other player. No. But it's Cody Bellinger, so it's hilarious. I don't Um, even know if he's always like on stuff. Like he he's definitely not during games. No, he just looks like it. Like he just just, he's just this California guy. You know what I mean? Like it's just the way I he think is. he's just got the eyes. Like it's yeah. just they just kind of just close. Like there was a video, and the Cubs like to use it now because he's actually like doing very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a video that they took at the beginning of the year, and Cody Bellinger's like, "I'm that guy" or something like that, and he just looks so baked in it. He's like, "I'm that guy." Yeah, it's just it's crazy. It's oh, man. I don't know, but no, you're you you're a hundred percent right on Cody. Uh, he has just been. He looks confident. And that's all we really wanted to see this year. He He's overproducing than what we've thought we maybe could have gotten. And if he can keep this up, I mean, what did we say at the beginning of the year? Who's the biggest X factor this year? And to make the Cubs a great team. And it's Cody, Cody Bellinger. Bellinger. And I would say the Cubs are right on. They're a couple steps away from being a great team in 2023. So, and Cody Bellinger is the one that's anchoring that. Folks, we had a fun weekend against the Dodgers, a nice win despite losing the series. The win itself was awesome, 13-zip, and it's a tale of two different cities with Chicago Cubs pitching. We'll get to the back end soon, but the starters, aside from a a bad hitting one from uh, Stroman today, the starters have looked really, really strong, especially Drew Smiley kind of coming out of nowhere on Saturday with, or excuse me, on Friday with a 
what probably should have been a no-hitter or a perfect game, but I will say, even without that one fluke play, he was up to about 100 pitches by then, so he would have had to go an extra inning and, a, and two-thirds with all those pitches. Who knows what could have happened? And uh, and honestly, that was Gomes' ball. I understand why Drew Smiley was caught up in the moment, but what did you think about that play? I I don't think there was really a problem. With, like, it's just two guys that are trying to do it for one's doing it for themselves. And Jan Gomes was clearly trying to get it done for right. his teammate. Right. Even, even though you're not supposed to talk about the perfect game, everyone knows what's going on there. And there were some, even though, you know, it stinks that Drew Smiley didn't get the perfect game, but there were some great quotes that came out of it after um, some, one of the reporters asked David Ross after the game, uh, were you going to keep, uh, were you going to keep Smiley in there with the higher pitch count? And Dave Ross goes, yep, I was going to ride him harder than Jan did. <laughs> so, and, and and Jan's wearing the football helmet in the locker yeah. room, wherever he found that. It, it was a Cubs-branded football helmet. Like, where the heck did with they Northwestern that? on the other side, actually. It was oh, Northwestern so and Cubs. They must have just had it, like, from a promotional thing or something. Yeah. So, uh, which is awesome. I, I'm glad they all had fun about it because it seems like this locker room's having fun. Like, that same game, they're all doing that, the twist thing when they get that's on base. That's their new thing, the yeah. twist. And I love it because that's, like, I love when teams have shticks like that. Like, we had that back in the day, like, in the World Series years like when teams yeah. are having fun and they're winning and they're hitting and the big blue train is rolling they have stuff they have you know revving the motorcycle or the twist thing like it's or the, they used to do the punch in like that i love when they do stuff like that because it proves that like everybody's in like you go we go i, I could say all the old sayings but it, they're back that mentality is kind of back yeah and my favorite thing about the twist too is it's so weird because like they all do their own things so like I, I've seen Belly too much do it this weekend because he just keeps getting on base more than anyone. Yeah. But he was like doing the twist or whatever. And then he like crushed a skull. <laughs> it was so weird. And uh, and I was watching the game either Saturday or uh, Friday. And Taylor uh, McGregor asked, was asking the guys in the locker room, what is the reason behind the twist? So like, where, where did this come from? And apparently they will not tell anybody what's the reason behind <laughs> it. Like they, they are being very, very like they're keeping it in house. What's the meaning of the twist? It's so, definitely, we've all been on teams. I definitely think it's something like embarrassing. And then they're, it's all just like their funny joke together. And I love that. Hey, and you know what? Maybe if we win a world series this year, which <laughs> calm those expectations, but I'm just saying this for fun. Maybe we'll fin- find out what is the meaning of the twist. All right, we got we talked a lot of positives, but it's not all sunshine and rainbows at Wrigley Field these days. We got to touch on it because, you know, we're a Cubs podcast. We got to tell you the truth and only the truth, Ben. Thursday, 10.32 p.m., Mikey texts Ben, Fulmer experiment has got to be over now, right? And you said, it's so annoying. And I couldn't agree more. I think the Michael Fulmer thing has kind of run its course. It's jumped the shark, Ben. Especially after today. It- I don't know. I don't like to shit on David Ross, but I'm I might get in on him here. You yeah. you got to stop. I understand you're trying to get his confidence up and whatnot, but he has proven now four times he cannot pitch in the close games in the ninth inning. You I can try. Can. You can try and pitch him in the seventh or eighth. Like that's that's where. That's where at this point we want him to be like in the seventh or eighth. Like, I don't think he should be off the team necessarily. 
he's just not the ninth inning guy. You can't you can't keep going to him. And yeah, it's it and then he did it again today and in a close game that really he gives up two runs and you just feel like you're out of it. Yeah, and he on the offensive side, he also, you know, in addition to keeping Fulmer in there for no reason today, I watched the entire game today. Um, and I didn't get a chance to sit down for the entire game either other day, but I was following along. But today on a lazy Sunday, and I'm like, you know, you're down four. It's the ninth. You got one on. Why are you letting Torrin stay in there as a DH? Go oh go God. go somewhere else. Why are you letting Nikki two strikes have the final say with the bases loaded? Go somewhere else. David, please put somebody else in, in either of those two spots, especially Torrens at DH. That's an easy fix. Ma- Sub him out. Mag- yeah, Magical doesn't bother me because Magical has been pretty consistent with runners on base this year to the point of where I'm almost wanting Nick Magical in the lineup every day. He has proven himself a little bit better than I thought he would. That's for sure. Everyone has different opinions on him and that's perfectly okay. Everyone should agree on Luis Torrens. Excuse my language. What the fuck is this guy doing on the major league roster? Yeah. You have two, two, excuse me, not two. You have three options down in triple a right now that, can not only come up and start every like Luis Torrens is just I don't know like what their what their fixation is with him like are they so afraid of losing him that he's gonna like go to the Cardinals and tear us apart? No, I I'm not worried. No, me neither. And I don't like why do we have a spot for him still? Like I don't think we need a spot for many others like in the pitching staff. Like we already sent Javier Assad back down, but like there are a lot like you talked about it before we started recording, Ben. Like there are a lot of people on this Cubs team that are in the Cubs organization that should be upstairs right now, the Christopher Morrells of the world, the possibly Matt Mervis's of the world that could have that roster spot that you don't, you physically don't need Torrens on that roster. He's not a good DH option. I'm sorry to say it, but you have Barnhart every, you know, every fifth day and you play Obi-Yan Kenobi every, every other day who's been going crazy. Yeah. And you just, it's, it's just annoying. Cause like, I don't know. Why is he DHing against against lefties? Like, just give it to Madrigal. Yeah, and I know Madrigal plays third sometimes and whatnot. And Hap had an off day, and all these things came into play today where Torrance did get a spot in the lineup. You got Christopher Morrell, who's got five home runs in AAA right now in the minors. You've got Matt Mervis in AAA right now that's got five home runs in the minors. Nelson Velasquez has a <laughs> the biggest hit of the season so far for the Cubs. And he's got four home runs in the minors. It it's it baffles my mind that this guy. And honestly, when we started recording this episode, I was thinking like the Fulmer, like the negatives that we can talk about is like the Fulmers and the Mervises and whatnot. I didn't even think about Luis Torrens because he's just an afterthought to me. He shouldn't be on this team. No, especially now that they're actually seeming like they can play for something that they are good enough to win these games that they maybe would have been counted out of. They should have no, swept. 100%. They should have swept the Dodgers in L.A. If not for yep. J- new Cubs killer James Outman, who's has the most ironic last name in baseball, because he literally is a is a walking hit. I mean, I used to say that about Zach McKinstry, but no, that is James Outman. He's a walking hit. Safe I respect man. that guy. He Safe pissed man. me off. He pissed me off this weekend, but he is a damn good ball player. Um, it was great today on the call hearing JD talk about Outman. He was like. He got on base in the first and they're in the second. And Boog says, you know, a double for Outman or whatever. And JD's all 
surprised. He's like, he's like, if you just started watching baseball this weekend, you would think this guy is Shohei, or you would think this guy's Babe Ruth. Like he is in in the last couple yeah. of games, he is going nuts, and he's just an he, he's just another classic example. As a friend said to me this week, of just that one guy the Dodgers get every year, or the Cardinals get every year that just comes up and all of a sudden is just a stud. And it happens yeah. every year, and it's a Cubs killer. And I'm not. It it just shows how good the player development is of the Dodgers. Yep. Like they can, they can lose, they can afford to lose a Corey Seager, a Cody Ballinger, a Trey Turner, a Gavin Lux, and yet still be the best team in baseball because they produce guys like James Outman, and they're able to fix JD Martinez and Jason Hayward. And yeah, I'm not saying they're fixed, but like, no, but no, you, no, but you're they're a lot better than. Both they used to much, be. Yeah, both of yeah. them pretty much considering, the, especially Hayward, to hanging him up after leaving, you know, the Cubs and Red Sox respectively. So they're, I mean, they both are going nuts. And like you said, it just goes into their player development because all those people you named, both Turners, Trey and Justin and and Seager and all those guys, like they started somewhere too. They were James Outman at one point too. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe James Outman is the next, is the next Seager, is the next Turner that all of a sudden started with the Dodgers hitting 311 by, by the end of April. Like that's, that's crazy. But it's and a, it's fu- a testament to their to their way, and the and the funniest thing is too like, they still have like ten of the top one hundred prospects in baseball. They are not going away. They're still here. They're gonna be here forever. Mm. They can spend more money than you, and they can produce players better than you. So just get used to it. And they'll they'll steal your franchise player too. I love yeah. Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman is my favorite non favorite player that never played for the Cubs. Yeah. I feel like you've talked about this before. Yeah, I um, love Freddie Freeman. Like in an earlier episode. Yeah. I've I guess I would say that like Anthony Rizzo is still my favorite, like non cub, which is weird to say, but like Freddie Freeman, I love seeing him succeed. So if the Dodgers are gonna be good again randomly, then let's at least hope that uh that Freddie's a big part of it. For sure. And one more thing, I don't know if we're gonna wrap this up uh soon or not. But we haven't uh, talked about a random cub yet today, by the way. Yeah, but this guy's not random. <laughs> I think we gotta talk about Seiya really quick because yeah. we it's been a while since we've done this where Seiya's last time we recorded Seiya was not back. He is just he's he's mashing the ball right now. Yeah. He's not he's not hitting out of the park, but he's he's getting on base. No one's asking. And him that's to. all we asked for. That's How many exact- RBIs is he at? I, I see you pulled that up. Six. That's six crazy. on the season. I sh- I just did the Jordan thing. You can- hopefully, eventually, maybe with this podcast, we'll start like combing our hair or something before we record, and we can post the link on YouTube too. Because Ben and I do a lot of hand motions when yeah. we when we do it too. Like we were doing the twist, we were doing six like Michael Jordan. So eventually, we'll be able to have some kind of stream. Maybe someday when we have our own studio next door to Wrigley Field, and we can have like a viewing window. We'll we'll see something like that. In, ever- in a dream, in a dream do a- world. Do you have a random cub today? I didn't prep anything, but I want to talk about a random cub. I don't know. I want to look up one that I was thinking about randomly. I don't know. I got one, I think. Oh, no, we definitely have. No, have we talked about Tony Campana on the show at all? I don't know. Definitely not. I don't think we have, but Tony Campana, for some reason, has just held a place in my mind for years as like, where did that guy go? He played for like every team ever. Fastest dude ever. Oh, my yeah. God. Where did he end up? His last year in the majors was 2014 with the Angels. Huh. That's an interesting one. I think we've said this before. I'd love to start getting like some random former Cubs to talk to us. Like we've been saying for weeks, we want to try and get an interview or two in here. So let's let's see if we can not make that a thing. Get somebody yeah. in here. 
especially right now it's it's uh pretty easy to produce content with what's going on but yeah i would love to throw an interview in there somewhere yeah all so right. i don't yep. know if uh if random cub is listening right now just <laughs> shoot us a dm at twitter or find our personals and uh, find them go on a hunt yeah go on yeah. a hunt for our personals just like the hunt for the reason why Luis Torrens is still on this team. Yeah, follow us on yeah. Follow us on Twitter, 120 pod on Twitter. Spelled out. No numbers. Spelled out. Spelled 120 out. Pod. 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 We have not we lost our verification check with Elon's move onto, <laughs> onto Twitter. No, we we never had it to begin with. I guess we t- we could buy it, isn't it? Was it only like no, $7 a month? No, or no, no, we cannot it, do we'll, that. We'll get made fun of. We would get made yeah, fun of. Yeah, I mean but isn't that the only way you can get it now if you buy it? But like if you're famous, so. if you're famous enough, do they like invite you to buy it? They charge you. Yeah. But like, do they like if, okay, let's say they're like, let's say like, cause I know Elon said a bunch of people like he, he gave it to on purpose because like they refused to buy it, but he wanted to make sure they were still verified like LeBron and a couple others. But like, let's say someone's like semi-famous, like a, a baseball player, like Nelson Velasquez or something like someone who's like a, 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 in between the majors and non if he was, if he made a Twitter and they were like, "Okay, man, you know, we know this is your real account. We verified your phone number. Do you want to pay us seven bucks a month or whatever for a check? Do, would they invite you? Is that a new way of like being like, okay, yes, hey, mom, I'm, I made it. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Like they, they literally, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. But Elon's paying for some of them. I heard. Yes, like LeBron, because everyone was making fun of LeBron because he said. I'm going to go without it. You know, I won't need no check. Like the, like as soon as they leave or whatever. And then the minute it was up, he had the check. So, but then Elon defended him. He was like, I paid for his. So, yeah, I was one last thing before we sign off here. I'm sorry. We keep running into things. I was dying because I saw some dude named Jameson Tyone (laughs) post on Twitter. Like, Hey, like I'm, I'm going to be out there soon. Like just getting like a little prep in or whatever. Like the boys are going to be buzzing this summer. And I'm like, this is just him. Like, cause he lost the check mark. He lost yeah. the check mark. I was like, what the hell is going on? It's like, Holy, it is him. It, it's him. They, they just don't have check marks anymore. But yeah, that's another thing we forgot to t- mention. James and Tyone, we posted it on Twitter. We put it there. Um, yeah, get better soon because we really do need him in the rotation. Absolutely. I think to wrap up our checkmark conversation, I think my favorite thing, um, and I don't I haven't seen it happen yet because there was only like one glorious day where all the celebrities didn't have the check. Like now most of them have it again. But like yeah. my favorite thing, and I was searching comment sections, I couldn't find anything. But it would have been so awesome on like any like sports string or any like movie string to have seen like an actor in that movie or like an athlete in that game, just like in the comments with the trolls, like because, and no one knows it's them because like on first glance, yeah. because they don't have the check mark anymore. That would have been awesome. I was really hoping Dude, for it. I love, I love replies on, uh, on Twitter. I posted, a, I posted a receipt of some dude I got in a fight with at the beginning <laughs> of the season about Drew Smiley. <laughs> I posted his receipt. I wasn't having. I remembered it when I was driving in the car on my way back home the other day, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bake this kid. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna rip him apart for saying this." Did he and reply? I, I, I called him an elbozo, and he replied with, "We can end on this. This is a great way to end the video the please, episode. Please, you're an L. Get off my timeline, stalking ass. I said what I said, and I stick by it. He was handed that fourth. He was handed that fourth spot. You're a lame for real. 
You're a lame for real. A lame. A lame is a noun. You are a lame, Ben. I got. I'm gonna look into it before next episode so I can talk about it. But I forget off the top of my head. But there was a random time last year when I like. I can't think of it. There was a pitcher on another team who made a really bad error against the Cubs. And I like tweeted at him and like with like a bozo sound or something like that. And then this guy's father and the actual pitcher got into a fight in my Twitter replies about it. No. Like, yes, I need to look into it. I need to remember who the name is. I forget. It was a random player. I need to look into it. I don't want to just do it right now and like waste your people's time. Like people have busy Mondays to get to go attend to, but we'll start next episode talking about it after I look into it. We will not forget this. We will not forget this. And just like you won't forget to listen next week and every week to the 120 podcast, I'm Mikey Finelli with Benjamin Hootie. Thank you for listening today. Go Cubs.